Well, he's the reigning Marysville Raceway 360 Sprint Car Champion. Bobby Butler is looking to double up his championship count at Marysville in 2023. He also talks about how he got his racing started as well as what he has been doing this offseason. It's been something different. That's next here on Getting Up to Speed. Hello, I'm Ben Dethridge, and I'm the host of Getting Up to Speed. We talk to sprint car drivers from the Pacific Coast, whether they race in Oregon, Washington, California. If they run it, we're going to talk about it. Also branch out a little bit as well as drivers that perhaps are from here that race elsewhere or some drivers that come in and try and take some money from the West Coast. In these episodes, we talk about past experience, past seasons, as well as upcoming races, as well as how's the season going. We hope you enjoy these episodes. Be sure to hit the like button and subscribe. It really helps us out. And stay tuned for more and more content. Now let's get into the interview. Well, on the phone, it's the number 57B sprint car driver representing SAC, Sacramento, the the California capital. It's Bobby Butler. Bobby, great to have you here. Really looking forward to having a little chat with you about some racing, what you did last year and a little bit beyond, and what you're planning to do this year. It should be fun. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. No problem at all. Last year, we'll just get right into it. Marysville Raceway track champion winning the 360 title over there. It's got to feel like a sensational accomplishment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, starting out racing when I was younger, I started at five and quarter minutes. Um, You know, I was a, a spectator first. So, um, I spent a lot of time in Marysville and Placerville, um, even at the asphalt tracks. My dad was a racer, um, in like the pure stock division. So, um, as a kid, I would have never dreamed that I would one, get to drive a sprint car, let alone be a champion. So, um, it, it definitely felt good. I was surrounded by all my friends, um, had a couple sponsors there and I made a lot of new friends in Marysville last year and, uh, actually in the last couple of years. So it was, a uh, it was a great season, had a good time, and I uh, was very happy to not only win the championship, but be considered a champion by uh, the guys there at the track. Oh, that's awesome. And looking at your numbers and breaking them down, had a dozen starts at 12, eight top tens, four, uh, five top fives, four podiums, and one main event victory. As far as the championships considered, what kind of... What do you, how do you feel like the whole year as a whole played out? Were there some parts in there where you were struggling, just not finding stuff, or were you guys on kill for most of the year from your vantage point? From my vantage point, um, we actually started the year off really, really rocky. Um, I think um, we had, out of the first two weekends, uh, we had two crashes and one DNF. Um, First or second week out, um, got a bad start in the heat race, got upside down, actually collected uh, a guy that's been a four or five time champion there, Corey Lovell. Um, we both tore the cars up to smithereens and got back in. You know, I, I made the apology because it was um, 110% my fault. And uh, we both got the cars back together and on track for the main event. Um, I know that our announcer, Troy, was really adamant about, uh, you know, the efforts we put in to get back out there and the fans were appreciative of it. And, uh, so kind of got off to a rocky start, but, um, I would say, you know, about week three, week four, week five started to find the consistency and, um, really had to change the way that I approached, uh, not only the maintenance program during the week, but, um, 
how I drove while at the track, you know, uh, while we always put the race cars on the track to win, um, I had to work on my patience and understand that just because there's a hole, you don't always got to fill it. So, um, started to find the consistency there and things just kind of started rolling. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's actually what won us the championship was the fact that I slowed my mind down a little bit and, uh, just found the consistency. Well, and Marysville is, it's an interesting place. It's a unique racetrack. It's, it can be a fast racetrack. It can be, you know, up on the, you know, elbows up, get up on the wheel, sort of place and and it's a unique place and you're racing against guys you mentioned Corey Lovell you're racing against guys that have raced there for decades you know at least 20 years and have won for 20 years so it's it's no small task to achieve a victory at that place no I would have to agree with you there and um you know it it was cool to be able to, and, and still is cool to be able to race against guys like uh, the Lovell brothers. Um, and, and there's Colby Weiss. He builds engines for some of the guys that can't afford those thirty, forty thousand dollar engines that it takes to run uh, these three sixties nowadays. And um, he's the winningest race car driver in a in a sprint car um, there at Marysville. And then you've got guys like Billy Wallace that can lay down a lap with yeah. the best of the best that come out there. Um, you know, you've got Brad Bumgarner and then you've got the kids coming out, out of go-karts or micros or maybe even the, the, the crate class there that Marysville puts on. And, um, it, it really gives a dynamic, uh, 360 class and I enjoy being a part of it. I'm not one of those guys that can be on the road and, you know, race different cars here and that, um, and it's cool to watch some of these younger guys progress and actually go from being able to give them a little bit of insight from, from, uh, my vantage point and, uh, my history of racing and then watching them surpass you really. Um, so it's cool to help, um, and also, uh, just battle it out each week. And what's really cool about that place too, they start generally at the end of February and they go till the end of August and there isn't really much off weeks for the 360 sprint. So barring a, you know, an unforeseen rain out, it's a grind. There's a lot of races and a, a lot of opportunities to get laps. Oh, absolutely. And, um, that's, uh, that's kind of the way it was last year is, you know, it's go, go, go. Sometimes it's every single weekend in the, in the month. And if not, it's usually two to three weeks a month. Um, but, uh, you know, being around here other than Placerville or going down to Watsonville, which runs Friday night, um, there's not a lot of time to be on the track. So I think Marysville is a great spot to gain laps, especially if you've got uh, kids just getting into a sprint car or even an adult just getting into a sprint car. It's a great, it's a great place to, uh, to cut your teeth, if you will. Um, given the fact of it is very dynamic, the track is, you know, it slicks off on the bottom sometimes, or sometimes it stays hooked up and you really do got to keep your elbows up. Um, and then once you get, you know, some of the more experienced guys there on any given night, the track really widens out and you can be up to the fence in turn one and two, which is almost a hairpin. And then down in three and four, it's more wide and sweeping, um, that flattens out on the exit of turn four. So it, I think it's a great racetrack again, to, uh, to learn from 
because there's so many different things that go on throughout the night. It can be greasy and hot laps. You go out to qualify in your mid pack to go out and qualify and it's flickered and snot all the way through the center. So, um, the characteristics again, it, big whoop coming off of turn two, as you know, we exit the racetrack, um, across the infield, uh, the same way we come on the racetrack. So there's a lot of different, uh, a lot of different deals there that you got to figure out and you have to hit them all to win a race there. Yeah, I was going to point that out. One way in, one way out. It's like a, it's like a labyrinth, not a maze. So yeah, exactly. Um, we're talking about 2022 transitioning to 2023. What is that looking like for you and your race team? Is it going to be similar to last year? Are you guys going to spread your horizon a little bit and visit some other racetracks? Actually, it does. Um, it, it should look quite a bit like uh, 2022. Um, given the fact of, you know, we've got a lot of tires still left over from last season that we may not be able to run with different series or tracks. Um, I would definitely love to get up to Placerville a couple times. Um, while I struggle at the joint cause I'm not really a super slick to a, a curb guy. Um, I do love the place again, cause I've got to watch it my entire life. And, um, you know, we usually run a couple races at silver dollar speedway, uh, at the end of the year there in Chico for, for the fall nationals and tribute to uh, Stephen Allard. And then, um, I make it a point to get down to Tulare's Thunderbolt for a trophy cup each year. So, um, we'll, we'll go wherever funds allow us to go and for how long and, uh, just, uh, in, enjoy it along the way. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sounds, sounds great. And, and yeah, no Placerville, it can be a tough nut to crack with, you know, the congregation of cars that they get there every single weekend. Absolutely. Um, the guys up there, the guys and gals, everybody that puts on a show up there, um, they do a great job. The facility has turned out awesome in the last few years with Russell Motorsports taking over and, uh, they do a bang up job up there. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And what's been cool is actually, I've been seeing you do some racing, uh, doing in the old sportsman. Well, I don't, don't take that offense to that in the sportsman division with the red bluff outlaws, uh, getting, getting kind of the rust knocked off a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. I actually, um, decided to get a go-kart this winter, um, and do some racing with some friends and man, that place puts on a show. Um, you have to be elbows up and I'm actually learning. Um, I'm learning how to race there, which I mean, it, it, it might sound a little silly, but, um, it seems you have to make contact a lot of the time. So, and I try and, I try and try and stay away from that while it's a go-kart, you know, those things still are expensive. So, um, you know, just learning to adapt, uh, to different stuff. Um, got to run a couple races up in Lakeport, three races actually this year, and we got two wins up there. Um, still need to crack off, uh, making a main event there at, uh, red bluff but um i think i'm gonna head up there this weekend um or marysville if marysville uh you know weather permitting if they allow us to run then i plan to go out there i i never missed the beginning of the the year race there for the tallers and um i love watching that race so um but if that does not happen i may end up heading up to red bluff and uh my girlfriend's daughter's got a go-kart and she's in the beginner box stock. So that's been a whole nother thing for me to, uh, uh, grasp is the other side of the racing deal. And it's been a lot of fun with her. She's eight. Oh, that's awesome. What's, what's her name? 
Her name's Camber Worley. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember seeing her in round number eight for Perpetual Night. Uh, she, yeah, she got hit head on, right? In in yeah, actually, in, in the, like the B main or C main one for for a beginner box. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was actually in staging, getting ready to go out. I was the the race or race race or two right after, and um, yeah, her uncle come over and told me she's like she got in a little little crash and uh it scared her she's crying but she's okay mom and dad's out there so um yeah no she was uh we wiped the tears away and she was uh she's ready to go back again well that's good yeah no i was i was taking if i remember a car spun and was trying to correct itself and kind of straighten out going the opposite way and there were a couple nowhere to no one's fault really exactly just just a head-on collision and you know uh box stocks i mean they still can they're heavy objects when they're going around that place but good to know that she's okay oh yeah absolutely and that's the thing is it's a it's a beginner class and things are going to happen especially whenever you know you got to race to the yellow and that was her first time being at red bluff so i told her i said listen sis how we're we're used to hearing yellow or seeing the light come on this place is different you have to stay on the gas and race back to the flagman so um she 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 understood the assignment and the other child did too it just didn't work out for either one of them so sure. um just glad they're both okay and they're both going to get to go race again well i'm looking forward to seeing you race in person and to get you know, or, or maybe dial you up for a progress report just to to just get your take of wow, this really helped me with my driving reflexes and everything, doing the cart program in the wintertime and the off-season and transitioning it to my sprint car program in the spring, summer, and fall. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, it, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, while you drive them completely different, uh, I think, uh, on the smaller indoor tracks, um, I think any sort of uh, repetition of being in a race car and your, your, you know, your, your reaction timing and everything else, it cannot hurt. So um, I'm also looking forward to getting back into my big cozy sprint car. That's got shocks and suspension and everything else to where I can kind of kick back and enjoy the ride instead of getting my ribs beat up. (laughs) Sure, And you don't feel your teeth rattle as much. I'm sure. Oh man. Yeah. Depending on the track condition, it's, it's hard to even keep your eyes focused. So, but then again, I'm getting old now too. I'm 35. So, yeah (laughs) yeah yeah no i'm i'm right there with you on that number so yeah things are starting to hurt a little harder and uh the pain goes away a little longer so yeah exactly um as far as you know we talked about cage cart racing in the off season but like when you're not racing you know what exactly are you up to is there anything cool that you do maybe you know even during race season like any hobbies or anything that you're up to yeah, I spend, uh, you know, most of my time is usually preparation of race cars or being at the racetrack. Um, if there's a race that I like that's going on and I'm not running, I'm usually there to support, you know, friends or just the racing community um, as a whole. But uh, if not, I absolutely love camping. Um, I, I love motorcycle riding or, or motorcycle riding. Um, I've got a Harley Davidson that I built and um, you know, we get to go hit some twisties or go out to lunch with, uh, with the old lady and, uh, you know, just kind of slow the pace down. Cause we're usually go, go, go. Yeah, no doubt. Camping. I haven't went camping since the summer of 2002, I think. So, oh man, sounds to me like you need to plan a trip. <laughs> Something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that includes, you know, like even in a campgrounds at a racetrack, I mean, it's just, I don't know. Oh wow. I'm missing out. I've been told I'm well, missing out. So. 
Yeah, I would invite you down to California camping at some of the races, but you don't get much sleep there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially if I'm working. Yeah, I definitely need yeah. sleep and I need to, well, I'm not getting any sleep anyways, but I need like, you know, uninterrupted silence, I guess, more than anything. Absolutely. Yep. No, I hear you. Uh, well, that's awesome. That's awesome. And then as far as, uh, do you guys have like a team page that people can look as far as a team news or, you know, any schedule updates or if you guys do an apparel run that you can launch it on there and people can purchase stuff to support your race team? I usually just stick to my regular Facebook page. I'm a pretty open book uh, for anybody that knows me. Um, and and I keep everything on there. Um, I, I try and uh, not take life too seriously. I have a lot of fun on my social media. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely let everybody know um, how stuff's going, my upcoming races. Um, I actually did a large t-shirt and sweatshirt order last year. Uh, when funds were a little bit better and I went to the first racetrack at Marysville with 11 t-shirts to sell. So I, I actually, uh, sold out really, really quick. Um, you know, I sent, uh, shirts to New Zealand. I sent shirts to Pennsylvania and all over the country, just, um, from the social media platform that I have personally. And, uh, it worked out great. And I'm very thankful for everybody that bought a t-shirt or a hoodie. That's awesome. Well, I will claim responsibility that you will be getting a lot more new friends, possibly what? hitting the ad button on your social media account. Perfect. I have no problem with that. And like I said, I'm an open book. I've got people that hit me up uh, on social media and they're like, Hey man, I really like that you did this or Hey, uh, why did you do this at the racetrack? And <laughs> I, 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 I love to tell them, you know, yeah. um, what you see is what you get with me. And I think that's why, um, you know, the guys that like me, the gals, the kids that like me, that's why they do. And the others, it's probably why they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of all the races in 2023, is there anything that you're circling per se that I want to win this? I mean, obviously you want to win every race, but you feel, yeah, like, absolutely. man, I really want to win this one. I felt like we've been good all the time, but we've just been, you know, we've just missed one little element or something. And I'm confident if the stars align, we can get the job done. Anything that comes to mind off the top of your head? Um, actually, yeah, the, uh, the SCCT race at Marysville. Um, I, I really think that I, that's the track that I, it's, it, that's the track that I perform the best at. Um, it's the track that I have the most laps at. And, um, you know, two years ago, actually, we were running the top five and just a small mishap. We made the dash, um, small mishap, went for a pretty big ride and, you know, got hit in the top of the cage and was out for a little bit. But, uh, I, I think it's a great place for me to showcase my abilities and run with the best there is in the state. Um, and we've done it on a few different occasions. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that race. And, uh, like I said, I know I can get around that joint as good as anybody, not better than them, but, uh, I think if everything aligns properly and, uh, get a little bit of luck, I think that's a race that we could win. That really makes us stand out. Yeah, no doubt. Mel and Marilyn Hall Memorial. That's going to be Memorial day weekend at Marysville raceway. One only stop for the sprint car challenge tour, uh, to that place. And as you said, it's really cool. It's a chance for you guys to showcase what you can do with, you know, sort of, I guess you could call it an invasion of, you know, guys that don't run there very often. Maybe they're just w once or twice, you know, they hit a race or two, but you know, they get to face the regulars yourself, the levels, the, you know, all the Stanley brothers, you know, the, the entire contingent that uh, inhabits Marysville. Exactly. 
Um, so yeah, that's the one that I'm really looking forward to. I love getting in bet- or getting behind the wheel of my car at any point, but, uh, that's definitely a race that I'd like to win. Um, you know, if, uh, if, if things, if I was a little bit better and got to race all the time and everything else, the biggest race for me to win would be trophy cup, but what a prestigious place trophy cup is. Sure. Sure. No doubt. It's a fun time whether you're winning or whether you're just there. So, you know, absolutely huge supporter of that place. Love going down there for the, uh, for the trophy cup. And, uh, definitely for as long as I'm racing a sprint car, we'll take part in it. Yeah. And I got one more question before we go 57 B what's the inspiration of the story behind that? Obviously the B that's probably self-explanatory, but the number 57, any particular reason that number has been chosen? Yeah. So the number 57, um, I run that for my dad. He's the one that, uh, changed his life around and got my brother into, um, racing quarter midgets when we were younger. And that was actually the year he was born. So okay. we run the 57 as a, uh, as a thank you and a respect to our dad. That's awesome. I like that story. Yes, sir. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time. And as, as I said, we'll, you know, be monitoring you as close as possible and be checking in, maybe get a couple of sound bites from you as the season goes along. And maybe those will be some victory interviews. Absolutely, man. I look forward to it and I'm always here for you if you need me. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this latest episode of Getting Up to Speed with me, Ben Dethridge. We hope you enjoyed this program. We hope also that you hit the subscribe button and the like button as that really helps things out, spreads things out. Be sure and share as well on social media so that more people can listen to these great interviews and from these great drivers. Getting Up to Speed is a production of High Side Racing Promotions. For more information, you can check it all out on Facebook at High Side Promotions.